Today's podcast is brought to you by Sony XM3's industry-leading noise-canceling headphones. Less noise, more creating. Guys, these headphones are absolutely incredible. I've been using them for about three years now since the XM2s. And these headphones are seriously a game changer. No matter where you go, you are in 100% complete control of your environment. You can transform them with the click of a button. Noise canceling on. Ah, I love it when she says that. Anywho, these headphones have 30 hours of battery life. The party never stops. Find your creative flow with the Sony XM3s. Today's guest is Braden, a.k.a. at Lost Coordinate. He's a visual creator and the co-founder of Rome Creative located in Alberta, Canada. He specializes in destination commercial video and photo and has worked with tourism boards and brands internationally. Braden talks about his transition from first responder to full-time creative and about his struggles with social media and balancing business and life while traveling extensively. Braden, welcome to the show. Prince, what's going on? How's it going? Dude, my man. Excellent. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for having me on today. Much appreciated. Absolutely. No, it's my it's my pleasure. It's been it's been a minute. I've Jay talks about you all the time. Uh I've been stoked. Sure. I've been waiting for this moment. I know you and I've I uh we've had a few reschedules. And so I'm just I'm stoked to to finally get a moment to just chop it up with you, get to know you a little bit better, hear your story and all that good stuff. Yeah, dude, we're here. He's been taking my bribes. I've been giving him like a hundred dollars a week to be like, tell Prince to have me on the podcast. And finally, <laughs> finally, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, dude, how's uh, Idaho treating you? Good, 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 man. Good. It's beautiful. Weather's nice. The homies over at One Wheel just just sent me uh, two new boards, an XR and, and a pint. Nice. And so I'm excited uh, after this podcast. I've been podcasting most of the day. I'm on my fourth episode today, and so oh, I'm excited no. to I'm excited to take a break after this and get on yeah, a board and just cruise around and enjoy a little bit of this nice weather. But to start us off, why don't you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. I'm a visual creator in Canada. I live in uh, Cochrane, Alberta. So it's just about 40 minutes to the mountains and uh, about 20 minutes to Calgary. So we're just in Alberta, Canada. And by the way, it is plus nine degrees here today and it's March 1st, March 2nd. So I don't know what's going on with the weather here, but uh, yeah, so I'm a video photo creator here in Alberta. specializing in like tourism board stuff. We love doing work with tourism boards, working with brands. Uh, I don't do like a lot of portrait stuff, but yeah, it's mostly like video. Uh, video is kind of first for me and then photo is second, but yeah, mostly like tourism boardy, travel stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you even end up in this, in this world? You're, you're relatively new to this. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for two and a half years. I uh, I always would make like GoPro videos, like going on trips when I was younger, and like they were always so bad. And I was like, I just want the quality to be, be- quality to be better. And I uh, I ended up going on YouTube and just kind of like obsessing for a while on on like videos and cinematography and all that kind of stuff. And I ended up coming across this guy, Christian Mate Grab. He's uh, he's from Germany, and I kind of fell in love with his work. And uh, when I started watching his videos, I was like, okay, hey, I got to go and buy a camera. I got to start making videos that are better than these GoPro ones. So yeah, it started out as like a bit of a mental break for me. I, I was a first responder for the last like seven years and uh, dealt with like a ton of like traumatic stuff and constant like negativity. 
activity. And uh, this was kind of like a mental break for me to be able to like kind of get away from that a little bit and have something that was positive, have something that was completely different and so far from uh, the first responder realm. So I picked up a camera and yeah, it just went off from there. I just started making terrible videos and then they slowly kind of got better and now they're just a little bit better. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I honestly just like fell in love with it. I met so many creative people. Uh, I got to travel a little bit. It was uh, pretty early on. What I would do is I would go and like, I'd pick a brand that I was already wearing uh, and I would go make like little videos and snippets for them and send it to them. And, uh, you know, nine out of 10 of them didn't reply, but one of them did. And uh, one of them replied and said, hey, we love this video. We're actually going to Montreal in a couple of weeks and we want to take you uh, on this trip to like document our trip and that was kind of like the first that would have been about two and a half years ago and that was the first point where I was like holy smokes like this actually has potential to be something cool and I can like travel and do it and yeah it kind of happened really early on for me uh, and it wasn't really expected because I was I was still working at the time full time and uh yeah what what started out as a passion just like started to become more of like an actual reality for me I guess and uh yeah I kept doing it for I've kept doing it for a while while I was working full time and then it kind of just fast forward to now and yeah, it's kind of turned into something I never expected it would. Um, but yeah, big mental break for me, man. Like it was, uh, yeah, you're dealing with some crazy stuff in that job and that industry. And this was like such a breath of fresh air for me to be able to just get out, meet new people and just create and have something completely different using a different part of my brain. And just like, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was awesome, man. That's, that's so rad. Yeah. Uh, what do you, let me ask you this. So most of the people that come on the show, it's like the opposite story. They start out in photo and if anything, they're trying to understand video or start to shoot video. Yeah. How was the switch for you going from video to photo? Do you think that was a much easier uh, yeah. switch than vice versa? You know, I, I never had any interest in, in photo at all. It was always video. Um, so I was always creating videos and stuff like that. And then I would go on YouTube. I'd spend hours on YouTube watching tutorials and like trying to go out and shoot videos in my backyard or shoot videos of me like getting in my car, like just all these little mini sequences that I'd try to put together. And uh, <laughs> looking back at them now, like it's like, holy smokes, but uh, they're so bad. But uh but yeah, I ended up going on YouTube and watching just tons of stuff on YouTube. And I came across a guy's page named Mark Webster and, uh, who's my business partner now. And he does, he used to do like a bunch of, uh, tutorials online. So I started watching his tutorials and they were all like related around Final Cut Pro, which is what I was editing on and around Sony cameras. And I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to like meet up with this dude. So I messaged him. I sent him an email. <laughs> and, uh, if you ever have him on, he can read it to you. It's pretty embarrassing. But uh, I sent him an email just saying, Hey man, I love your videos. I'd love to like meet up with you someday and like learn about like how you edit and like, I'll pay you for your time. I just want to like meet up and just like learn from you. So like, I don't know if, you know, he was a student at the time. So I was like, I'll pay you for your time. But anyway, we ended up meeting up and, uh, in Edmonton and, uh, just became like best friends from there, man. And, um, yeah, that was kind of like the big starting point for me. He helped me a lot, figure out like editing and final cut. And like, since then I've obviously developed a lot of my own style, but yeah, like if I hadn't met him, I don't think I would have been fast forwarded to the point that I was today. Like, I don't think I'd be as far along cause he's taught me so much stuff that saved me so much time and not having to like struggle through it, to be honest. Mm. There's been a lot, there's been a lot of that, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was awesome and we've just become great friends. So 
Yeah. That's epic. So where let, let's, I'll come back to Mark and, yeah. and Rome here in a little bit, but yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So during these early days, was there, uh, besides Mark, was there any other specific YouTube channels, uh, that had an influence on you as far as your learning that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, not so much in like my learning. A lot of it was a lot of my learning was going out and, and failing, honestly. So like going out, shooting a video, trying to like, trying to figure something out, sucking at it, uh, and then going out and doing it again and being repetitive and repetitive. Mark was definitely like the biggest tutorial, um, page that I would watch. Um, but like early on, um, Christian Mate Grab, I really liked like his style of video. He's very much like a very good, like storyteller. Uh, he's from Germany. And then, uh, Trevor Masterson, he's a guy from Tennessee actually. Um, and he just made little adventure videos. They were short, they were awesome. And I just like, that was, those were the people's videos I would show to people to be like, this is the kind of videos I want to make. And it's like, the kind of videos I want to make now is so far from that at the time, like back then. But, uh, yeah, those were like the first few ones that I was watching that I just like obsess over and, uh, always reading, always on YouTube, man, like an unhealthy amount of time on my phone trying trying to learn this, but, um, yeah, it panned out, I guess. So that's epic. Yeah. Uh, What, uh, what, so let's talk about projects. What's, what's an exciting project that you're currently working on now? Yeah. So we, um, I, I talk a lot. Um, we talk a lot in our business about, and like with people a lot about like just disposable content. And I think like for the last while I I've been kind of being a little, I've been a little bit uninspired to be honest, just with like the disposable content where, you know, a lot of the stuff we're going on making in this realm is stuff that is, um, you know, it doesn't stand the test of time. It's that one time use content. It's that one photo. It's that one video that gets used for promotion once, and then it moves on to the next and social moves so fast that one of my big goals this year was to take on a project that actually, um, had some meaning to it and, and, you know, would, you know, would hold up in a year or two or three years from now and could tell more of a story. So, um, yeah, like I was very fortunate last fall, uh, or last summer to meet Garrett, uh, short stash. And he's become like, not, you know, not only an unbelievable friend, but, uh, someone we've been able to do lots of traveling with and, and just a huge inspiration to me. And like, he is like, I was so caught up in, uh, in like the social media aspect of things and like the influencer or influenza side of things that I just mm-hmm. felt, um, I was getting further and further away from like what I originally started doing this for. Um, Garrett's, you know, the prime example of like a true storyteller and, uh, a tr- and he's, he's a true creator at his craft. He'll never put out something he's not happy with. Um, every photo tells a story and he's just a super genuine dude. And I think hanging out with him a lot, he kind of came into my life at the right, at a good time because it kind of brought me back to like wanting to do more of that type of work. Mm -hmm. So a project we've got coming up this year, which was a huge goal of mine, um, was to do a job with, um, indigenous, like the indigenous people here in Canada and share the positive stories. Um, there's a lot of history in Canada with indigenous and, uh, we just want to share some of those positive stories. So we're actually going to be working on a job um, promoting and sharing videos all surrounding indigenous tourism opportunities. So if you come up to Canada, come into Alberta, um, all the different jobs and all the different opportunities you can come out. So like, you know, camping in a teepee overnight or going into a sweat lodge or going into the forest and picking berries and learning like the learning the wilderness and like what you can survive on. So just like taking on a job that like tells the story in a positive way and just like, more 
more of a story, not just like a super cool epic video that everyone wants to see or like, you know, super sick drone footage. Like this is more like meaningful work. And I think I'm going to be a lot more fulfilled doing that type of thing because I just, that's the stuff that I like originally wanted to get into. So most definitely, I think I love that you guys are talking about disposable content. It's such an interesting term and, and, and such an interesting concept when you think about how short lived content really is. And I think it's hard to be proud of your work because although it's, it's a bummer that it's disposable at the same time, you have to kind of understand why you're like, it's not, it's not like there was really that when you really think about it, it's not like there was really that much work put into this. So why, why, why why would it live on for a year or two years? I know. I know. Um, it's, and, and so I think it's really interesting now that you're trying to find a fulfilling project to really sink your teeth into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that can, you know, surpass the test of time to some extent. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I guess if you look at it, you know, you look at it like a chef, a chef doesn't make a beautiful dish to like have it go out into the restaurant and not be eaten. Right. It's like, it is what it is. And uh, you know, in the realm that we're working in with a lot of brands and tourism boards, it's that one time use content. Um, it's the video though too, right? Like the video that takes so much time to shoot and a lot of time to edit and you put a lot of effort into it and then it, just goes out there it gets used once and then it's and then it's gone and i think i think it's good to have those jobs too but i also think on top of it it's really good to have those like fulfilling jobs that like at the end of the day you're like hey like i'm, I'm passionate about this i'm stoked on this right like no one's maybe there is but like i've never been super stoked to like go out and shoot a bag of chips like in a backpack on the mountains right like it's like that's not what gets me fired up like I want to like tell stories and I want to like get more into that realm personally anyway. And there's nothing wrong. Hey, if you're out there taking bags of chips on a mountain, don't, don't hate me, but, um, been there, done that. And I just like, I really want to like use my camera this year. One of my big goals this year is just to like post more photos that I'm really proud of social media wise when it comes to my Instagram. I think it's an important thing too, for people to remember that, like, I think people get so caught up in it and, there's Instagram and then there's the commercial aspect of things. And I think there's a huge, huge, huge difference between that. And I think it gets crossed over a lot. Um, my commercial work is very different than my work for Instagram. And I think that was the way it was for a long time, but now I'm trying to like kind of mesh those two. That's kind of a goal of me this year is like, I don't want to post for Instagram. I don't want to post what I think is going to do well or what I think is going to be that magic recipe that worked really well for me for, for months. I want to like post more stuff that like I've created and that I'm proud of. And I don't care if it's not a center frame person with a backpack on staring into the distance. I want it, you know, and I posted that. That was my last post by the way, but like, I don't care if it's that I want it to be more meaningful and I want it to tell more stories. So that's a big goal of mine this year. So nice. I love that. Do you, do you think that, we as like, do you think the photography culture of social media, do you think we kind of created like pigeonholed ourselves with the disposable content? I mean, when you have thousands of creators around the world posting photos every single day, uh, just, I mean, I mean, even that alone, right. Brought the, I feel like brought the value down of, of, of what it is to some extent because it just becomes so normal. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like every, again, I'm new to this game, so I can't talk. I'm two and a half years into this. And I mean, I think, I think everyone is inspired by something they've seen or something they've seen done. I think there's a huge difference between like being inspired by something and then flat out copying something. But I also know that like the way Instagram was, it's changing a little bit now, but like the way Instagram was a a couple of years or, you know, even a year ago, nine months ago, um, 
it liked the same things. Like it, it, the Instagram community or people consuming like what's familiar. So if I go and do a crazy hike in Kananaskis here in Alberta and like go find this lake that's never been seen before, I'm going to be super stoked on that. I'm going to be excited and I'm going to post that. And that photo won't do as well as a Lake Louise shot. And it's just because people are familiar with it. And, uh, I think, I got caught up in that for a while where it's like, Oh, I know the Moraine Lake shot's going to do better than the, than the ghost Lake shot, right? The less known Lake. So I think it's easy to get caught up in that, but yeah, there's a ton of creators and it's amazing. Every time I go on this app and you go into the explore feed and you just come across even more, it's great. Like there's unbelievable talent out there. And there's also like unbelievable unfound talent out there too. It's absolutely insane. I, uh, I did a recent purge on my page and like went and unfollowed like every account that like wasn't something that I felt was like healthy or pushing me or like creating something that I was like stoked on. So, um, and I just keep finding these new accounts that are so amazing and so unbelievable. And some of these people, it's like 2000 followers, 1500 followers. They're way better photographers. It's always the smaller accounts. (laughs) Dude, they're way better than I am way more talented. And it's just like, dude, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I think, I think there's definitely more disposable content for sure. There's no doubting that. Um, and there's 10, you know, a million times more talented people there are now than there were five years ago doing this for sure. Like, um, even two years ago or eight a year, I've seen just in the last two years, such a huge change on social just in the two years I've been doing it. Like the amount of people that are good at what they do is, is insane. And I mean, we also can't re- you also got to remember that like technology is changing so fast that you got some kid in LA who's 12 years old with a GoPro that can make a better video than you can with a red. It's just the way it is. And it's, it's crazy. It's cool though. It's super cool. You gotta, you gotta watch out for those little Tommies, baby. That's what we I call them. Little, little Tommies. <laughs> they be out yeah. there just yeah. all, just those dude those young kids man they're so talented it, it lights my soul on fire i love it especially like especially when up. you see their work and you're like whoa i know i know and they like grew up on so they grew up on a computer right like right. i don't i'm 30 so like i got you know i got my first email address in like 2000 2000 and like i've only been on the computers for this long but like these kids grow up with this at this standard so it's only going to get better man it's only going to get more talented and people are only going to get more creative i think so i think as long as you don't fall in that creative trap and i am 100 guilty of it um i'm just like creating and recreating and recreating the same regurgitating thing yeah. i think uh and again i'm i'm guilty of that 100 so i think if you can just keep being creative and finding new things to inspire you and telling stories in different ways it's 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 a it's crazy to see how how far people get yeah i'm i'm curious what are the some of the things that you've experienced and learned over the last two and a half years i think of getting into the creative space kind of like an onion and you go through these layers of like and and you've already kind of been talking about some of the layers you've gone through but i'd love to kind of hear it in order as far as like getting on instagram posting like the instagram banger type photos and 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 knowing that you should be posting these types of photos and then getting over that and then focusing more on commercial work and and all these various layers i'm just curious what that process has looked like for you yeah. And it's changed, man. I've learned so much about myself, uh, over these last two and a half years of doing this. It's crazy. And, and it's been sometimes scary, honestly. Um, it's, yeah, I first started out, I always say to Mark, um, remember our first trip, dude, like, remember how excited we were, we got flown down first class. We got picked up in this fancy SUV, you get brought to this crazy hotel. I remember us just being like, this is crazy. And so like, 
amazed and blown away by it. So it's funny now to like, again, we still appreciate it and we absolutely love it, but it's interesting how that like can change or become like a bit more normal, which is messed up. But yeah, I mean, when I first started, yeah, I was posting more, just anything, dude. I, I stuff I thought was cool, but wasn't cool, but I was stoked on it. And, uh, I was really excited about it. And then, um, social started to like pick up more, the commercial thing wasn't really a thing for me when I first started for the first like year, I would do videos on the side here and there, but it was like mostly like social media. And then we started to figure out this like recipe that would work. And that recipe, um, you know, give, give J.R. McDonald, my other business partner right. credit for that. He figured out this like recipe that like worked and it was like subject center frame, super sharp, you know, shallow depth of field, um, backpack adventure based shot. And like, it just worked and they were really fun to create at first. And, uh, that's kind of where it started for me, where I was like, those photos would do so well. You'd post one of those photos, they'd get three, 4,000 likes on an account like mine at the time would have like five, six, seven, 10,000 followers. So mm-hmm. like that type of engagement was huge. And it started to become like, uh, it started to become like, wow, like that's what I have to post. So I'd post that over and over and over and over again, just different clothing in different locations and different places. And then, uh, and my account grew like crazy. Um, and I think that was also the time when social was a little different and like people didn't have to pay to play, uh, wasn't owned by Facebook at the time. And I think just things were different. That realm was a little bit different. And, um, and then after that, I started to be like, Hey, this isn't like super fulfilling. I want to be like more involved in the community. So we ended up starting doing, um, Rome with us meetups. So we started these meetups and we weren't really expecting anything. And we planned this meetup and basically said, Hey, we're all going to be in the mountains at this time at this location, come hang out. And we thought like, we thought like 10 people were going to show up maybe. And like, it ended up being like 150 people showed up to this hike. And we we're like, Holy crap. <laughs> people like, actually want to come and like hang out. And I think that was like a big point for me where I was like, um, I was getting fulfillment from the meetups we were doing and not so much the social social was fun. It was cool. But like, I wasn't getting like true creative fulfillment from it. I was playing the game and I was just feeding the machine, feeding the slot machine and like what it wanted. Um, but the creative meetups were what really got me excited because I got to actually like meet really cool people. They got to come out. We did a couple of workshops. Um, but it, the really fun thing with that was like, you would have, everyone come out from like quotation, like the cool kids to like the not so cool kids. And then the next meetup, you'd see the not so cool kids come out of their shell and bring another friend or come up and show up with more people. And now all of a sudden there's this big community in Alberta that, um, are all super close and they all come to the meetups all the time. And I think that's where I started to get my like satisfaction from this. And that's what kind of kept it going is just like the, the community aspect of it. And I know everyone says like community over content, but for me it was, yeah, that was the most fun thing for me is just like going on hikes with people, meeting up, having this like supportive community that we created and, and people actually cared. People just want to like, people just want to connect. They want to feel a part of something. And I don't think it matters if it's soccer or if it's hockey or whatever it is, people just want to be or books. People just like want to be a part of something. And I think that was like what became addictive to me at the time. And then we started to get more, like, as we started to transition from my job doing this full time, Mm. um, that was when I, I learned a lot because I left a lot of stability. I had good income stability. I ended up all within, all within like a month and a half. I left the place I lived. I left a relationship, a long-term relationship I was in. I left my career. Uh, and 
started jumping right into this and we waited and waited and waited. Um, I think a big thing to talk about is just like a lot of people trying to transition from full-time work to creative work. A lot of people say, Oh, they don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time. Like we would work all day long and I'd come home, I'd go to the gym and then I would work until 12, one, two in the morning. And then I'd go to work again. And I, it exhausts you. It's tiring. But like, I think a lot of people are really trying to jump the gun on like doing it full time. But like, it's so important to like have some clientele built up, have a bit of like, you know, a bit of a portfolio so you can actually like be successful once you do do it full time. Mm-hmm. Cause I think if you're focusing on the work, if you're focusing on finding work when you're doing it full time, it's not as create, you don't, you're not, you're the creativity is going to struggle. Um, but if you've kind of have those clients lined up or a bit of like yourself established, I think it's a lot better of a transition. So we were really fortunate in that sense where we kind of waited and waited until we were like, it was too much. And then we were like, okay, now is the time to do it. Well, let's, let's talk about this for a second. I think it's really neat talking about work and, and diving in deep and obviously there's ways to go about it. You can go about it as a solopreneur and and do it on your own and, and and take in, take on that massive burden. Or you can do the, what I think is a smarter thing to do is to team up with people that that are talented and to start a small company rather than trying to just be a single freelancer. So tell me the backstory of Rome and how Rome came about. Yeah. And like, that's what you guys do. You guys have got an awesome team and that's kind of what we were like, Hey, you know what? Like we can, you know, it's kind of like the fisherman mentality. You go out in one boat and you're throwing one, you're casting one fishing rod. You're only going to catch so many fish, but if you go out with three or four fishermen in one boat, well, you're going to catch a lot more. It's just the way it is. So, um, Mark and I were doing a lot of Mark and I had started to do more and more commercial work, uh, video photo. And, um, we were starting to get pretty busy and we were focused heavily on the video aspect of things. So we needed someone to come along with us and do the photo aspect of it um so we ended up we you know we were looking for a while and we ended up reaching out to a good friend um scott backen who runs locality here in alberta and uh we ended up connecting with jr mcdonald and we were going out to tofino which is like a on vancouver island here in canada it's like a little surf town little surf bum town here on the island and uh we were like, Hey, we're going out there to do a job with this van company. And we're going to be cruising around the van, the Vancouver Island for like a week in this van. You don't know us. We don't know you, but we know mutual friends. Do you want to come out to Vancouver with us and do this job? And Jay was like, yeah, let's do it. And came out and, uh, we just clicked, man. Like, what was that? Like Like, Jay's such a, (laughs) I know (laughs) it was funny. The first time we met was in the airport and like, now I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Like he agreed to like come in a dirty van and sleep in this van with us for like a week straight, not knowing us. But like, we also asked him to do the same thing, but luckily it just worked, man. Like we all just clicked so well. Mark's a bit more quiet and reserved and like, I'm quieter until you kind of get to know me. And then I open up a little bit and then Jay's just, you know, he's crazy. He's wild. He's crazy. He's out there. He's so good with people. And, uh, our team just, yeah, that trip just went really well. And we were like, Hey, like this is, this works great. Like Jay's great with people. Mark and I are great with like some of, some of the planning and like being a bit further back. And like Jay's so good with like talking with the business owners and the tourism boards and like that personality that's just breaks the ice right away, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it just worked. We're like, this worked great. And then 
we all went home, kept in contact. And then another job came up for tourism Vegas. And, uh, we ended up going down to tourism Vegas and we're like, Hey, we know who we got to bring. Like it was a no brainer. We got to bring Jay again. So Jay came again. And then after that, it just was like, Hey, why don't we do this as a team? And like, let's, this works really well. Um, you've got three people replying to emails. You've got three people pitching. You've got three people shooting. It just works really, really well. So, um, obviously fast forward to now and we've been all over the place together. Um, but we all work really, really well. We're all super respectful of each other's ideas. And honestly, it just, it's, it's like a well-oiled machine and it, it just works really well. <laughs> like I can't, yeah, I don't know. I that's, can't say anything bad about it. So yeah. That's so awesome. So let me ask yeah. you this. So you guys have been doing this for how long now? Uh, I've been doing it in a total for two and a half years. Same with Jay. Uh, Mark's been doing like photo for fun, you know, for like five years, but together as Rome creative January, uh, together as Rome creative August would have been one year. So yeah, just over a year now. So. Okay. That's what I thought. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, let me ask you this. Okay. So are you guys, are you guys still all wearing all the same hats? Like, is everyone still doing everything or do you guys, have you guys realized that, Hey, maybe you're really good at sales and you do sales. We handle the producing and planning and yeah, totally. Yeah. So like we all kind of do different stuff. So like Mark and I do a lot of the video editing, which generally takes a little bit more time. Uh, Mark does, you know, Mark's job is to do the banking and accounting. Jay's doing a lot of like the emailing and brand meetings and that kind of stuff. And, uh, I don't know, what do I do? I guess <laughs> no, I'm, do- I'm doing a lot of the editing and I do a lot of the e- emailing and brand communication. I grew up with like a background working with Billabong and West 49 and Nixon and, uh, Nixon watches. And basically I'm, I, I like to think that I'm pretty good with like emailing and communicating with brands and stuff like that. So I really like that stuff. Um, and then I do all the community planning. So like the meetups, the workshops, that kind of stuff. So we all kind of have our roles, but yeah, at first it was like, Oh, did you reply to that email? No, dude, I did. No. And it still happens, but, uh, we've got it. We've got it fairly like dialed in now. Like it's, it's, it's good. So, um, how do you, how do you guys approach a project? Like if, if, like, what does your guys' process look like uh, as a team when, when a tourism board hits you up? Like, you know, what is that, what is that process from phone call yeah. to finished product kind of look like? Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Like, um, I would say de- like 50% of it we deal with directly ourselves. And then we actually have a, a manager as well that deals with things now, too. So that was something that came on in, uh, in late fall last year as we um, ended up hiring a good friend of ours worked with the tourism board and ended up leaving and starting her own, um, agency. And she's just a great person who we really trust. And you have to be careful when it comes to like outside management, because sometimes they're going to look to take way bigger pieces of pie than, than they need to, or take advantage of you. It's just like a music artist, right? You've got people when there's money being made, there's always going to be someone trying to make money from you making money. So, um, this was a good friend of ours and we really trusted her. We knew she had a really good experience. So she deals with a lot of like the email communications um at first but a lot of the already relationships we had with tourism boards or brands already we'll deal with directly or sometimes we'll just get reached out to directly ourselves if we have time to deal with it we deal with it if not we'll kind of um spin it off to Kristen, and then she'll kind of like keep us heavily in the loop and very, very involved in that entire process. Um, that's helped us out a lot, but it's not necessary. Like you don't have to have that. I guess where we started to need that was when we were away all the time. Oh, we're in Mexico and there's phone meetings that have to be had. There's emails that have to be responded to and just things started to get kind of crazy. So, um, 
when we approach a job, yeah, first thing first is we're going to find out like, what is your goal with the content? I think it's really important to like, remember, like you're working for the client. This is like, this is client number one. And then your needs come second. And I think that can get that line can get crossed now that we're in this like influencer realm. Uh, there's a lot of people that are like, what am I going to get? But it's like, when you're com- creating commercial assets for a client, it's like, what do you need? And what is your goal with the content? That's the biggest thing we ask is like, what do you want your content to perform? Cause if you're looking for a website video or a video you're going to tour around on YouTube, that's going to be a completely different structure than say social media type video. Cause as you know, people don't have the t- attention spans to go on Instagram for two, three minute long videos. They want to watch the one hit wonder. They want to watch the quick 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And if it's going to be a minute long video, you're, you're, clientele or you're like your consumer has to have a personal interest in it mm-hmm. um you know if you guys post a video on artificials i'm stoked on it i'm gonna watch the whole thing but is that necessarily gonna grab you know just some random person that isn't in photography maybe not so mm-hmm. just the way you structure things has got to be different and then yeah um the golden fun question of budget <laughs> like I posted a thing. Uh, I posted a thing a little while ago. That Dumb and Dumber scene where he's trying to get the girl's number in the van, and he's like his foot's on fire, and he's like trying to get the number. And uh, yeah, it's like the same thing. It's like that golden question of like trying to get budget out. Like, what is the budget? What is your budget for it? And it always goes back and forth. It never changes. But yeah, kind of dialing in and drilling in to find out budget, and then we start to just do some planning. You know, we we recently expanded our team as well. We brought on Victor Arden, who's like an extremely talented creator here in alberta i don't know if you got to check his page out it's amazing what's his, um, what's his handle at victor so v-i-c-t-o-r um a-e-r-d-e-n uh so talented super super cool guy and uh so we ended up bringing him on too so we just decide hey who on the team needs to who need who on the team needs to come what needs to get done uh what needs to get done at home yeah dude his page is crazy i'm For watching sure watching your face (laughs) he's he's, Um, he's got some some heat he's good um so that's the thing is like we just decide how many bodies need to go on this trip what needs to get done while we're at home how many people can we afford to have away how many people can we afford to have here because there's still a lot of stuff here locally in alberta that we've got to get and uh get done so yeah it's just like a whole planning we usually have a devoted like meeting to each project and being like, Hey, cell phones away, computers away. Let's talk Las Vegas. Okay. Cell phones away, computers away. Let's talk Idaho. What is the goal for this job? What do we need to do? And, uh, the really cool thing about these tourism jobs is we, with the tourism boards and with the airline, we get to do a lot of the planning. So like we get a lot of the input. And when we first started out, dude, compared to now, like we've got it, like we've got it fairly like dialed in now. Whereas before it's like, Oh, you're going to go shoot this. Like we would just take anything. So you're shooting a waterfall at 12 o'clock noon. You're shooting outdoors at, um, you're shooting stuff at 3 PM or 12 PM, 11 PM. And now we're, we're getting a lot better at like asking for kind of what we need. Like you're hiring us based off our portfolio. Our portfolio isn't shot at 12 o'clock noon. So having us go do a dolphin tour at 12 o'clock in the worst light possible, isn't going to give you the results that you have hired us for. So I think just like explaining those things and like educating the clients on that is really important. And we've, we've gotten good at that. And, uh, it sh- I think it shows like in our work when we deliver it, they're like, Oh yeah, like totally understandable. Cause a lot of the people in those marketing positions don't, understand the photography thing so they're like oh yeah i booked you a booked you kayaking waterfall tour at 12 o'clock and you're like this is the worst light ever (laughs) and you're like this would be so epic if it was 
if it was at like 5 p.m. or sunset or sunrise or even like close to those times. It doesn't have to be perfect. But uh, yeah, I think just just asking for more of like what you need and not from a needy standpoint, just more so like knowing like, Hey, this is how we deliver success and, and kind of getting better at that. So, yeah. I think that's really cool. Uh, and it's neat that you guys have kind of niched down and just kind of specialized in the travel tourism space. I'm curious on what do you think are some of the common, uh, mistakes that content creators make when trying to reach out and work with tourism boards? You know what? We struggle with that's a great question, man. We we struggled with that for a while. When we were first starting out, we we're like, man, this photo's so sick. Why won't travel our board to share it? Like it's so cool. But like, um, or why won't this tourism board share this video or this photo? It's so, so sick. I think you have to remember that like when you're creating for a tourism board, um, unless it's like an influencer-based trip, like if it's strictly commercial-based. Um, like if you're hiring a certain photographer, say my detox travel, like if you're hiring her to come there, you know, you're going to get super sick star photos. You're going to get crazy Northern lights and crazy stars. That is your expectation there. Love, love Catherine, by the way. She's freaking amazing. Insane. Insane. So, um, you know what you're going to get when you're hiring someone like that, because that's why you're hiring them. You know, a a client like Iceland is going to love that. A client like Northwest territories, those places that's perfect. But if we had to kind of get out of that idea of like, Hey, the tourism board really wants some photos of a kid eating a sandwich on the beach or like of parents, like opening a picnic basket on the beach or, you know, a guy playing volleyball or a dude riding a beach cruiser down the California beach, right? Like that's the type of stuff. So you kind of have to think different cause it's not, you're not going in there to shoot. Like you're going to go there and you're going to deliver 20 or 25 really, really strong heaters, but you're also going to go there and deliver a photo of some food or some, you know, a guy eating a corn dog at the boardwalk in San Diego. It's just, that's, so I think just like understanding what tourism boards need and what they want and like tourism boards, some do, but I would say the large majority aren't going to want like a crazy video with zoom transitions and this and dissolves and cross dissolves and zoom in, (laughs) zoom out, fast paced craziness. Right. They're going to want that. Like they're going a story. Yeah. What's up? (laughs) I said they want you to st- tell a story, not yeah. Yeah. not a transition video. Yeah, and I love those videos, but they want it to they want it to tell more of a story, right? They want to put you and immerse you in that moment. They want you to think about riding that beach cruiser down the beach in San Diego. They want you to think about your kid laughing when he sees the giraffe, you know, or or the monkey be goofy with him at the zoo. Like those are the types of things that like book people trips and like the dolphin tour and seeing someone's reaction when they see a dolphin for the first time or a whale for the first time. And I think just like getting in that mindset and not creating it doesn't have to be epic. It doesn't have to be this crazy, crazy thing. It might just be someone sitting and watching a beautiful sunset. And I think it's hard when it comes to social media, we're so used to like going out and seeking these crazy photos or crazy videos or clips that when you come back to these tourism boards, you've got to change your mindset a little bit and be like, Hey, this is what the tourism board is going to want. And also keeping in mind too, that like, there's a, I think there's a lot of untapped tourism boards. So if my biggest advice for people out there is like, Hey, don't think for a second that San Diego tourism, I keep using that, but say like, um, tourism, Las Vegas, they get reached out to all the time. But what about like, a, uh, you know, an area just outside of Vegas? Like they also have money. They also have funding. So I think that's a big thing. How should they approach the tourism board? So you're saying you think there's still a big opportunity, but at the same yeah. time they get hit up a lot. So how does someone reach out to a tourism board and maybe stand out from the other bland pitches? Totally. Yeah. I think, I think it's all comes down to portfolio and I think that comes down with any 
any pitch to any brand, if it's to North Face or if it's to to a smaller clothing brand, I think you really have to like show your portfolio. And there's been many times that we've gone out and shot stuff for free so that we have that exact exact example. I mean, Fairmont Hotels has been hit up lots and lots and lots, but like we went out one day and just got permission to shoot a completely free video there to make sure we got exactly what we need so that next time we pitch a hotel brand, we can be like, hey, here's a video we created with Fairmont Hotels and this is what it looks like. But like we weren't paid to do that opportunity and moving forward we are, but I think it's really important to like take that step back and like watch that stuff. Like go on the video, go on the tourism board websites and like watch the type of clips they want. They might not want that that, you know, another thing too is like they're not going to want stuff that's putting anyone at danger. So like if you're in a canoe, you've got a life jacket on. If you are walking along the edge of a cliff, they might not like that because they might want you to be 10 feet back from that cliff. So just anything that's going to promote something that's dangerous or something that like doesn't go on brand with like what they're doing, um, that's a big thing. So I think I think the biggest thing is just like getting your portfolio set up and doing something different. Um, there's a lot of room in other realms too, like going there. I think video is the key, man. Honestly, um, there's a lot of photographers and there's unbelievable talent out there, but if you can go in there and, and, and create like a really great video and, and, and deliver that, I mean, they're going to be so, so excited. And for every hundred photographers, there's one, one or two videographers. So it's, I think my advice to anyone pitching out to tourism boards right now is like video is going to get that conversation going. Photo is a bonus. Photo, photos are the dessert. Um, you've got to, you know, you've got to get them on that video first, I think is my opinion, but right. No, dude, I love that. There's so many great, great nuggets of advice you shared in that, that little section. So I appreciate you just kind of going through all that stuff. I think at the end of the day, you've got to remember that like content is first and there are so many talented creators out there that don't have huge followings. And that doesn't matter. Like that doesn't matter at all. We always look at like our quotation numbers or influences, just like a bonus or icing on the cake. It's the dessert. It's, but like what we want to get hired for is like our commercial assets. And that's, what's going to, that's, what's going to last long. That's, what's going to be around forever and ever and ever. And it doesn't matter if social changes, it doesn't matter if this goes away or that goes away or this changes tomorrow. Like brands are always going to need commercial video. They're always going to need promotion. There's always going to be advertising. And I think like to anyone starting out right now, like if you're starting out and you're looking to push yourself, like video is where you want to really spend your time because that is, that is the conversation starter. And every time we talk with anyone, do you do video? Do you do video? Like that's always the question. So, yeah. Well, it's nice. Anything that's more difficult to do and takes more time is always more valuable. And there's just so much more that you can do in the, the video medium than photo like a photo is phenomenal but telling a story through video just allows you to go so deep and so if you can get really and i think even more important than than getting good at video is like getting good at storytelling because they're they're totally different i know lots of people that are amazing videographers cinematographers whatever they feel like calling themselves but telling a story is a whole nother totally yeah a whole nother skill set and i think that's the that's the one that people are missing and if you can help explain a narrative and, 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 and reach the target audience and, and, and create the story that really connects with that individual and allows yeah. a, a brand to see a lift and, 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 and a conversion or an increased awareness or whatever it may be. Like that's when you're, that's when you're killing totally, yeah. That's when you and that's like, really blow up. 
I'm not like, I'm still working on that. I'm not quite there. And I, I don't know if this is a creative thing as this is a newer thing for me. I don't know if you'll always look back at your work six months ago, two months ago, or one week ago, even and be like, Ugh, like I could have done this better, that better, this better. I'm always like that. But I think like, yeah, getting back to the, like, what should you do when you're pitching? I don't think it's any different for anyone. If it's a, if you're pitching a sock brand or you're pitching a tourism board, I mean, big thing is like having your portfolio laid out, um, sending them the idea and concept. I mean, if you're going to reach out to these marketing agencies, these tourism boards, they come up with a unique concept, tell them the story you want to tell. That's a huge thing, right? Like I could email any company and be like, Hey, I like your jackets, like send me a jacket. But if I send them a story and be like, Hey, I'm going to take my little nephew on his first hike ever. I'm going to film his like experience of like rounding the corner or like seeing that view for the first time. We're going to get dressed up in your jackets. We're going to show how warm they are. We're going to show little detail, like actually tell them the story and sell them on that content or sell them on like the concept then you kind of like give them that hook because you're not only providing them with an asset but you're also providing them with like the creative idea and i think people forget a lot of the time that it's not just photo video it's the creative element of it too that's why it's called the creative industry is like you have to provide that creative idea too i think yeah Um, and it's different it's different if a company comes to you and says this is the idea we have this is what we want to do and and that's what you're going to get but i think when you're pitching and it's a cold pitch like that yeah i think it's really important to do it through email and send them a good portfolio and send them like a great concept that you've put some time into thinking and when it comes to executing it the thing that's helped us the most is coming down like having a plan before we get there looking through the itinerary and being like hey this is the shot okay we're going to be at the boardwalk at 9 p.m. It's going to be sunset. Let's get some like nice neon lights on the roller coaster. Let's get some cotton candy. Let's get, you know, start to like piece it together so that it makes sense. So when you get there, you can just execute. You don't have to get there and be like, oh, now what? Like, now what do we do? Uh, now the sun's gone. Now the light's gone. It's like shit. So preparation's key. Yeah, big time, big time. I want to I wanna take a little sh- a slight shift yeah. and, and talk about like kind of work-life balance. You you seem to con- like you guys seem like you're constantly constantly on the go. Dude, how, how, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you how do you how do you balance things out between you know your your own your your just downtime for your mind to to yeah to have that clarity. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you asked that because like this honestly like over the last two years or like the last I would say last six to eight months we've been on the go like crazy like we've been trip after trip after trip um, away you're home for two days you're away for two weeks you're home for a day you're away for three weeks like it's just it's been go 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 um, man it's been a struggle for me for sure I uh, I definitely know that I'm someone that does like a bit of a routine. So it's definitely been a struggle for me. Um, a big thing that I do that helps me while I'm on the road is go to the gym. That's like a huge thing. And at first I would let that slide for a while. Um, but I realized more and more that like the physical gym thing wasn't just like a necessarily a physical thing. It was such a mental thing for me, like having that one hour, two hours where I could go work out and like be off my phone and like, just be like, focused on something completely different. Uh, I felt I would come back and be a lot more refreshed. Uh, diet, it's always a challenge, man. Cause you're, you're, you're eating, you're going to these restaurants and they're bringing out the best food and not always the healthiest food. And they're bringing, Oh, you're here. You got to try this. And it's this big flaming cheese pile of whatever. Like you just like, <laughs> it's so you're stoked on it and you appreciate it but it's also like tough to find that balance so a big thing for me is like packing before i go away so i'll bring like a full tub of protein tuna crackers all sorts of like snacks and stuff almonds to like have on the go so that i can like keep those calories in because like the biggest thing for me that i've seen is like 
is the difference in like my body. Like I've gone from like 200 pounds to like 185 pounds to like 180 pounds. So you just like, you're not getting that count, those calories and that you need all the time. You're not getting in that like consistent diet that you get when you're at home. So that's been like definitely the biggest challenge for me is just like keeping that balance. So honestly, up to like, up to like our couple trips ago, like I was really crappy at it. Like I'm now like, I think it's so important to like take a look at how much time you're spending on social media. Cause for me, I got so caught up in it, dude, it was crazy. And like you, you, I was spending six, seven hours, eight hours a day on like social media or on my phone. Mm -hmm. And it's scary to see that number and then calculate that from a week and a month and a year. And you're like, wow, like you're spending so much time in this like fake or false reality and it can start to really change you. So I think it's so, so important to like, I recently picked up a couple books and I'm like reading. Good. I've also started doing like, um, the first, like the last half an hour of the day and the first half an hour of the day, I'm not on my phone. So I can like get up and like start my day, have breakfast, not be on my phone before I go to bed. I'm like reading. Cause, uh, yeah, when it's go, go, go and back to back to back to back like that, the big thing with these trips and like what's so different with this industry from anything else is like, if you're a business guy and you go away to Toronto for a business trip, you're there, you're doing your meetings, you come home and then you're home and you're with your family or you're home and your job's done. With this, you're going away, you're shooting from sunrise to sunset and then you come home and the editing starts. So it's like, even when you get home from the trip, the work continues. And I think that's what makes this so important to have this discussion and have this topic of discussion is like make time for friends that aren't involved in social media, make time for those like real connections, read, turn your phone off. Sometimes go to the gym and like we all say it, but I think if you're involved in social media in any way, shape or form, there's, there's, there is a part or side of you that is addicted to it. It's maybe, I don't know if you've ever caught yourself just like scrolling through stories and you're like 30 minutes in and you're like, what am I doing? Like, why am I watching this right now? So like, I think, uh, you know, Jay always says like, um, Instagram set up like a slot machine so it can like, it's made to be like kind of addictive, right? Like you're getting likes, things are popping up on the screen, you're swiping down, you're watching all this stuff. And it's like such a visual slot machine that I think you can, it's very easy to get addicted to it. So, um, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, what are you at? I can't um, see it. My so my daily average is forty nine minutes. Oh, dude, that's good. I uh, I'm pretty, but it it wasn't always. You've been doing it a while, yeah. You you've you, but you've realized you've like gone through that. I'm sure you've like gone through that stage, and now you're like on the other end of it. And I'm kind of like feeling like I went through that. It was really bad for a year. I got I lost touch with like a lot of my good friends because I got so caught up in this world, and I was spending so much time in this like fake not fake, but just like this, like artificial world that like, I started to be really hard on myself with image. And I started to be really hard on myself with just like my self-confidence. So I think it can be a very dangerous thing if you, um, and then you're traveling with guys, right. You know, Mark and Jay, I'm traveling with and Victor and like, we're all doing the same similar thing. So like, there's no one there to be like, slap your hand and be like, Hey, like, <laughs> Come back, to reality. Come back <laughs> to reality. So we've been having that like that conversation as a team a lot um, because I think it's really easy to justify it when it's your job, but our job is commercial work, not social. So I think if you can find that balance of an hour to a day kind of thing, that's great. Um, anything more than that, I think it can get into like a pretty dangerous realm, and it definitely did for me. Um, definitely I, did. I love how you said it, it's scary how you can justify it. 
that I think that is the scariest part. I've seen I've seen so many people justify it because this is what they do, and it's yeah. like whoa, like you like it's like you're really gonna try to justify your nine hours of daily Instagram use to right. me right now as as it's your business. <laughs> what you and do. you're not you're not. That's the thing, right? Like when I was really going hard on it, yeah, but like. Yeah, it, it took, unfortunately, like it took some friendships, it took relationships, it took some things from me to like realize and be like, wow, this like, this has given me so much and I've met so many amazing people and had so many great experiences from it. So I think you can like justify it very easily because you're like, yeah, but it's giving me all this stuff. It, it's kind of a different thing because it's not like any other addiction, right? Like alcohol doesn't give you anything or like drugs doesn't necessarily like give you anything. Whereas this, it's like, it gives you trips. It gives you new friends. It gives you you know, new clothes shipped to your house or, you know, whatever you want or hotels and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's very easy to get kind of caught up in things, but not, but not really. I I mean, I don't think it gives you hotels and trips and all those things. I think doing the actual work gets you that. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of people that have big followings and they're just playing on Instagram. They're not totally, getting, totally. you know, they're not necessarily getting, you know, the opportunities, these, yeah. these opportunities on Instagram. You know, I've yeah. met a lot of these people that, you know, can't afford to buy a beer at a bar, but have half yeah, a million oh, followers. I know. I know. And I know. it's, it's, it's sad and it's because, and then you'll meet a kid with 800 followers who's making a hundred grand a Kill. year yeah. as a con like shooting video and photo, but he's not spending eight hours, nine hours a day on Instagram. He's actually he's be, spending nine hours a day editing and working and learning and growing and reading versus uh, low, low return activities, I guess. Not all activities created equally. Totally. And I, like, I completely agree with that. And like, I am 100% guilty of being caught up in that for a while. I was doing the, I've always been doing the commercial thing, but like oh. there was a while where like that other thing was giving me, like I felt was giving me so much, but then I realized that what it was giving me was like artificial. It was giving me artificial confidence. It was giving me artificial attention and, uh, just the time that you're spending doing it. It's not important. You're, you could, there's so much more you could be doing. So, and, uh, yeah, I, I realized that very recently. And I think like I've, I've shifted quite a bit in like my lifestyle and like how I'm doing things and like what I'm spending my time doing, because it is going to be scary when, when, when social shifts or when things change. I mean, if you look at social media history, I mean, look at MySpace, look at Facebook, look at some of these things and how they change and shift and, and the apps and people, you know, so I think, yeah, if all your eggs are in those one basket and that's something you guys do very well, is like, you've got such a broad spectrum of like commercial work and all the, you guys have your hands in so many different things, right? It's not just one thing. Cause if you put all your eggs in one basket, I mean, that it's, it can get scary. So yeah, when you say you've met people with 200,000 followers that don't even have enough for a beer. Yeah, man, it's, that's very real. And like, I think it's important that people know that and hear that. Cause like, that doesn't get you paid. That doesn't get you the job. In some cases it does, but longevity, that's not going to pay your bills. Like that's, that's in the long term. in five years from now. And like, that's not a thing or like, say this isn't a thing or that's not a thing. That's where things get scary for those people. And I think those people need to have like a real conversation with themselves to like say, what am I providing that's of actual value? And is that going to be needed in a, a year, a month, six months, two years from now? And I think that's a very scary conversation that a lot of people need to have with themselves. And I might get a lot of hate for saying that, but honestly, it's it's a very, very important conversation. And yeah, I'm glad you said that. So. <laughs> Dude, most definitely. Um, yeah. 
I've had a, I had a, I've had a real pleasure chatting with you. Uh, we're getting close to, to wrapping this yeah, bad dude. boy up, but um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to thank you so much for, for coming on the show, Braden, and to end the podcast, we normally have our guests leave the AOV community with some words of wisdom. And so, uh, whatever you'd like to share any words of inspiration, wisdom with the AOV community now would be the time, my man. Let's do it. Yeah. My biggest advice is like, like we, you know, pretty much the topic of this discussion is focus on that content, focus on creating assets and pushing yourself creatively focus on like that commercial side of things don't focus on social if you're starting out and you're frustrated that you're not getting followers or that attention or whatever it is like you need to bring it back to like what is your goal with this is your goal to be an influencer is your goal to be you know a commercial photographer and videographer and i think there's a lot of people that are doing this for the wrong reasons is it for the love of creating is it for the love of like doing things that are going to change or, or make a difference or creating photos or videos, or is it for the influence? Is it for the attention? And I think that's a conversation that like a lot of people have to have with themselves and that may change from the start to finish. So I think the biggest thing is just don't get caught up on numbers. Don't get caught up in letting that hold you back. Uh, like Prince said, like there's people out there with 800 followers that are killing it. And I personally have good friends that never post on Instagram and, uh, they're making a ton of money and they're laughing all the way to the bank. So I think just really focus on that commercial self, push yourself and don't get caught up in like repetitive, like don't get caught up in repeating the exact same thing over and over again, just cause it's popular. Um, really like push yourself and that's how you're going to stand out. And all the new accounts that are, that are doing well, those are the people that are you know really pushing themselves is like doing something different, adding in a different element, adding in text into your photos or whatever it is, or graphics, just there's always there's never an end to this. And I think that's, what's exciting about it is, you know, people have been making music for thousands and thousands of years and it's going to be the same with photo and video. It's just going to be a different way of doing it. It's going to change. There's always going to be something that hasn't been done before. And I think that's, what's like super exciting about the creative realm. So don't get caught up in social and focus on the commercial side of things. That's my biggest, biggest, like on the actual creating. And I'm sure you've had people say that before, but it's so, so important. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> Braden, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to follow Braden at Loss Coordinate on Instagram. It's L O S T C O O R D I N A T E on Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to share this episode if any of this resonated with you. Uh, until next time, AOV fam. That was epic, bro. Thank you, guys. <laughs>